everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People with trusted guidance that is unapologetically black to make your life better. And on this lesson today, we are having an interview with Ishmael Mayu. Ish, say what's up? What's up, everybody? And we are talking about what it's really like to be a black entrepreneur in America with this racially tense climate, with all the craziness going on in the world, how you can really come up as an entrepreneur or as a professional. And I want to make this clear. This is not just for people who have their own business, because the real deal is even if you're working a day job, it's just said this to me over the phone. Even if you're working a normal nine to five job, you still have to have an entrepreneurial mindset to really come up in the world. Isn't that right, Ish? That is so true. And so we're going to talk about really what it's like to be in this environment. We're going to talk directly to one of the biggest and brightest up-and-coming entrepreneurs and professionals that is in the world right now, Ishmael Mayu. And if you guys don't know about Ish, he is one of the newest young minds in the field of digital media, fashion, and branding. This man has worked with everybody, okay? He's worked with for everybody from professional athletes to TV personalities to musicians to brands. I'm talking Google, Carmelo Anthony, Victoria's Secret. Like, this, he, he ain't playing around, okay? And so if we could really um, take some of Ish's advice today and learn from his experience, Experiences. I think it's going to help all of us learn how we could come up in our own professional lives and ultimately affect our personal lives as well. So Ish, thank you so much for being here with us thank today. You I appreciate it. Ish, so I, what I want to know here, and I think this is really important context because people hear these kind of resumes, right? Talking about like, oh, you've worked with Google and Victoria's Secret and the professional athletes and you're the new digital, you know, which all is amazing. And a lot of people think, assume like, oh, he's probably privileged. He probably grew up rich. We had it easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know I hear that all the time. So tell us a little bit about you and where you come from and what inspired you to get to this point that you're at today to being considered one of the, the brightest young minds that's coming up in digital media. Yeah, so I actually grew up in a small college town. It's actually the capital of Florida, Tallahassee, but it's not a big, big city or anything like that. I was raised by my grandmother. Um, I really was kind of like estranged from my mom. She was in and out of my life until about 12. Mm. Um, so I'm a product of, you know, um, uh, the type of American home where my mother was incarcerated and my father was dead before I was born. So um, I didn't come from this um, privileged background with all of these amazing connections. Um, but I was raised by a grandmother who ran businesses for herself and other people. And she just had a huge entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and she kind of instilled that in me. And she really gave me kind of like the skill set that I feel like I needed to really handle business at an early age. Like she opened bank accounts for me and she had me writing checks and things like that when I was like 10. Oh my gosh. Kind of like had my mind framed for making sure that you, you know, cross all your T's and dot all your I's. Yeah. And you know what? I love this because we've never talked about this before, but one of my biggest mentors in my entire life growing up, and I always say I wouldn't be the man I am today without my grandma, you know, yeah. and everybody who has a connection with their grandma can totally relate and understand to this. And, you know, what do you think? I think it's really interesting because even as I have this experience with my grandma and coming, growing up in a broken home, like I'm sure there's so many other people listening who grew up with like great struggle right? Yes. To try to get to the places that they're at today, or even try to make their dreams come true. What uh, do you think we can really do to kind of push past this stuff? Because there, I, you know, I see there's so many people who don't grow up 
with these struggles and they're just flying forward, you know? So how is it that we can start to be able to, to win this race with ourselves? Um, the best thing I think is, um, to always, uh, you know, keep going. I know that sounds very, very cliche, but to keep going and also do your research. Um, because chances are the people who seem to be really privileged and moving fast, um, it, the only leverage that they have is that they have access to information and people a lot mm. faster. Um, so that means you have to do double the research and, and put in double the effort to find out and know the same things that they know. It's not that they necessarily, their money gives them access to more information and people. Um, when you have to work twice as hard for that same amount of information and access. So it's always important to continue learning and be open to being educated and always be open to doing research and not expect it to just come to you or expect, you know, for people to bring you the answers. Yeah. And I mean, how being at this place that you're in now, you know, which I know you still have tons of goals and stuff to reach, but like, how has this process been for you? Has it been challenging? Like, has it been easy? You know, what are some of the struggles that you faced throughout this process? Um, to be honest, it's been extremely challenging the entire way. Mm. Um, and I think that that is like a meaningful, um, you know, a meaningful uh, acknowledgement of of how real the struggle really can be. Right. Um, I think it's important um, to be candid about it and transparent about it. Um, we don't get to do that on you know Instagram and, and Facebook because those places are. I mean, which is not a bad thing. Like I, I mean, I'm not going to you know like give everybody a play by play of all the terrible things that happen to, <laughs> happens to me on Instagram. I mean, that's not what it's for. We put our best moments on social media. So I think it kind of like alters, um, people's reality. But when we do get chances like, like this right now, it's so important to be real and say like, yeah, it was really difficult and it was really hard. And I think the best way to overcome those challenges is to always put, you know, your mental health first mm. and be open to um, doing as much research as possible and realizing that, like, whatever you want is not going to come, you know, easily. But if you apply a strategy to it, you can really um, make things happen. And you keep talking about this, the word that keeps coming up, which I wasn't expecting this word to be coming up during this um, podcast was research. And yeah. what do you, talk to me a little bit more about what you mean by that. Cause I'm sure people are listening thinking, okay, well like, well, what research do I need to do? You know, I'm sure it's different for different fields, but can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, um, the biggest thing is like not just researching your industry field, um, but also researching, um, who, who has the money to fund what you need to do and what you need to say and do to convince them to, to invest in you or promote your product or promote your brand or promote your goals. Um, and also researching, you know, your audience and researching like your, your ideal clientele and researching your, your, your ideal customers and whatever product or service that you're um, providing you want to make sure that you understand your audience. So research in every way and um, on every end of the spectrum um, is really, really important. Um, and then also researching things that other people are doing. So if you're finding a company that is just like you, like I know like in when you whenever you're pitching to an investor, there's something called precedent transactions where you're basically showcasing other situations just like yours where people invested and you're comparing their success 
to what the potential potential mm. is investment. So what that means is like apply that same concept to your entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors. You know, if you if you see somebody else doing something similar to you, find out kind of what they did. It's not about copying. You definitely don't want to do that. But kind of find out what mistakes they made, um, what successes they had and and kind of how they moved and they can kind of provide a blueprint for how you should carry out your thing. And then obviously, you know, you apply your style and your creativity to it and make it yours. Absolutely. I think this is so important. I remember um, when we did an interview a little while ago with um, MJ Harris, he had said something on his that was really surprising to a lot of people. He said, you don't have to be original. He said, one of the things that stops so many people is they're trying so hard to be original and do something that's never been done before. But if you look at like most businesses, like everywhere you see a Burger King, there's a McDonald's across the street. Right. So it's like what happens is Burger King did if they were there first, they did all that research to figure out if this was a good market to get into, figure out if this was the right location to figure out all this stuff. And then McDonald's was able to piggyback off of that and then even expand on it by, like you said, not copying them, but bringing something to to the table that has their own unique creative artistry or spin on it, Um, which is, I think, super important, especially for everybody who's trying to start a new business. You know, we have so many people wanting to start businesses, but like you said there, I see so many people doing stuff, but they don't actually do the research and then wonder why shit's not working. Right. (laughs) So. Exactly. And it's also, I think about not trying to reinvent the wheel on things that are like, like atypical or necessary. Like you don't have to find a revolutionary way to like apply for a business. Like Like, you don't have to find a revolutionary way to you know, look good on social media, brand yourself, get photography. That's not something that you have to go against the grain on. What, where you want to be innovative and different is in how you create your products and how you promote your products, not how you move. That if someone is showing you how to move, then, and it's working, follow the blueprint. Yes, no, absolutely. And this really allows us to like maximize and take the success to the next level. So we're not starting from square one the whole time, right? Yeah, Definitely. And you talked about social media for a second. So if y'all look up Ish's social media, Ish, what's your what's your Instagram account? My Instagram is Ish Content. So it's I-S-H and then the word content. So Ish, if you look up, it's so beautiful. I, I, this wasn't even the focus of this podcast, but obviously social media is important for all of us black professionals and entrepreneurs for getting ourselves out there. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of it? Some of the things that you see people doing that are just messed up. Some of the things that people think work that don't or any recommendations that you give, because I know that everyone listening probably has an Instagram account. If anybody's a professional, have their own business or entrepreneur, they're trying to figure out how to use it you know, to help their business, but most people ain't got no clue what to do. So yeah. if you can tell us some Absolutely. tips. Listen, I know it's really cool to not care about social media, but I mean, it's just one of those things where, you you know, it's like, especially for black people, it's so important to have a presence that is so different on social media um, because we are competing against so, so much already just for existing. So mm. having um, a really meaningful social media that is centered around what you do for your your business is really important. Um, and some of the tips that I can offer is, is it's really about cohesiveness and having continuity. You know, all of my social media handles are the same. So if you're on Facebook or Twitter, it's, it's still ish content. 
um, that makes that helps your SEO. So you're e- you're easier to search. So when someone types in ish content, they find everything ish content, not just you know your Instagram. And then they gotta type in something different for your Facebook. Because when you're talking about competition and you're talking about research and people are looking you up, you want to be really easy to find. Yeah. Um, the next thing is, you know, obviously look and feel like I share a lot of my opinions on social media. Um, I think that that's the, the fun part of about being on social media. Um, but my social media um, is also, you know, pretty branded as well. Um, I think it's um, important to have a hybrid. I don't think it, I, I don't think it brings any value to censor who you are or, or not show who you are on social media, but I do think it's valuable to be responsible with it and um, leave the door open for a lot of different opportunities, especially when we talk about progressing our community. Um, it's important to be able to have people approach you from every angle um, and take advantage of that while still maintaining um, the essence of who you are. Um, and I actually, um, talk about that a lot, um, with a lot of friends and colleagues about how you can really, um, really move in, in corporate America without compromising. And there's yeah. some to do that. And part of that is being creative on social media and being excellent on social media and still sharing who, who the hell you are and not being apologetic about it. Yeah, no, this is so important. I remember when, um, just on my own personal Instagram about a year ago, you know, one of my mentors advised me is like, Justin, get like, be real with people, like be real. Cause that's what people really want. They want the authenticity, like this picture perfect life, you know, even though you want to present the best side of yourself, but like be real about the real struggles, be real about everything. And that's going to really empower people to want to connect. Literally since the moment I did that, like a year ago, I didn't have that many followers. I had like I don't know, seven or 8,000, which is not a lot for like a public persona, you know, and now it's at like, I don't know, 35,000 or something like that, you know, just within a year, all organically. And I didn't do anything extra other than start being really persistent about being honest and authentic and unapologetically real about what my real journey was. Now, Yes, I had to censor some stuff out. I wasn't putting up the pictures of me being a hot mess in Vegas, right? <laughs> but it doesn't fit the narrative, but we can really be real, you know? We can be yeah. real. Yeah, no, you're right. And there's balance. And and people will be really shocked by how um, balancing authenticity and really great branding can really skyrocket their social presence and also open the opportunities for money. I mean, you be- believe it or not, I have had companies approach me because of my Instagram. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. I've had really great clients approach me because of my Instagram, and and that's what they saw, and that's how they found me. Um, so it, it really is important. And you said something, you know, that was really important. And you were like, I mean, you said, um, you just said it. Oh my God, it's at the tip of my tongue. Um, it'll come back to me. But <laughs> it's all good. Essentially, what you were saying is like. You know, it's so important to be authentic and that that is true. Like it's going to change the game for a lot of people. Oh, you said persistence. You were really persistent in being authentic. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that's really important on social media is consistency. A lot of people um, wonder why their engagement is not increasing. And it's because they're not as consistent or, or frequent with their social media. It's not about posting a lot. It's about posting at the same frequency. Um, so if you post once a month, always post once a month, don't change it up a lot. Um, and you'll really see some results. 
That's really great, Ish. This is really good. And um, I'm sure everybody is really appreciating these social media tips right now. I know I am. <laughs> so one of the words that you use just now um, that you said earlier, like in the beginning when I asked you, what are the big tips that you want people to know? And you said, keep going. And then right now, this other word that's coming through is like to be persistent, to be... I think this is something that we have to discuss because when I was at the brunch, I, I, you guys, I met Ish in person, like, I don't know, a, a month ago or something like that at an event that he puts on in LA at a brunch. And one of the things that was a common thread amongst everyone in the room, some people who are wildly successful and some people who are still going, is that everybody who was successful was persistent as fuck. They kept going, kept trying, even though they failed so many times or got told no so many times. Ish, like... How how do we know when to stop or shift gears versus like, I really should keep going? You know, right. it feels like it's a fine balance and people people quit too early, I feel like sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it's not about um, stopping um, or or it's not it's not necessarily about whether you're stopping or going. It's really about when I think about persistence. um I always think about always doing something that's meaningful to what we, what your goals are. Mm. So get to the point where you're running around in circles and you're not achieving anything and it's not meaningful and it's not fulfilling and you're just doing it to meet an ends or you're doing it because you think this is what's going to make your breakthrough happen, but you don't believe in that part of it. And you have to ask yourself is if this is what I have to do, to make the magic happen for me and this isn't fulfilling me, then maybe that's not how the magic happens. Mm. Isn't That isn't how the magic happens. So um, it's time to shift gears. And so a lot of people quit because they, a lot of people quit completely because they're doing the wrong thing to get there and they get burnt out and fatigued. But if you're doing what you really truly believe in, then you never have to necessarily quit. Now, there's times where you can slow down. There's times where, you know, you can take a break, but you'll never have to stop or, or quit if it's something that you believe in because you'll always be provided. I believe the universe will always provide you with what you need when you believe in what you're doing. And I always believe that the universe will um, honor you with energy and, and, and stamina to get it done. Mm. Uh, so if it gets to the point where that is no longer happening, then it's time to shift gears, recharge, and really assess what you want to do and what this, what the current thing you're doing means to you. Yes. And I feel like what you're coming down to here, which is so important, is like, why? Like, what is the real reason? What is the real intention behind what you're doing? You know, is that kind of the what's important here when you're looking at it? Is it like, are you trying to do this so that you can get ahead? Or are you doing this because it really matters? It's really your calling. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. You know, it's also um, a way of going against the grain. You know, a lot of people think that going against the grain and being an individual is doing like m the most mundane things differently just for the hell of doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like that is like not valuable to me. What's going, what's going against the grain for me is doing exactly what you believe in and being unapologetic about it and being meaning, meaningful about it and doing it your way. Um, I remember, um, you know, one of my friends recently said, 
um, you know, resistance is being yourself. You know what I mean? Like we think about resistance as we have to actively do this or that, which, which is true. There's a, there's a layer of, to, of, to resistance where you have to put forth action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but resistance is also, um, resistance is also just being yourself. If you can show up to work every day and still be yourself and not feel the pressure or the confines of what society says you should look and do and feel and be like, um, you that's winning. are fucking <laughs> resisting. Like, you know what I mean? To yeah. me, that's sense. Um, so that, I think that's really important. And I think that plays a huge role in this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like coming back to the piece of that being resistance and us really standing up, I think it is so important, like you said, for black people, for all of us in our workspaces, in our communities, the places we're showing up professionally and personally, forget it, to if we can really show up in our full glory, you know, in our full, like owning who we really are in our full authenticity, full power, like people can't deny that. I don't care what skin color you are. You can't deny that. You look at that and you're like, wow, you know, you radiate something different that really is, uh, is energetically attracting people. And I think one of the things that stops so many of us is it's almost like these limitations that have been placed on us, we end up placing them on ourselves yeah. when we're out. Do you feel that? Yeah, I definitely feel like we put these confines on ourselves and we, we really limit ourselves in a lot of ways. Um, and I think we defeat ourselves because we, we fool ourselves into thinking that, um, you know, we have to do it one way or that we have to, we get dead set sometimes and locked in on a certain way to do something. And it doesn't make us pliable. And I feel like the journey to success and the journey in being a successful entrepreneur, entrepreneur and professional and being successful as a black person in America with all of the insanity that's happening around us. I think it's really important to not not put us in these confines, put ourselves in these confines. There's so many other factors and things trying to hinder the way we do shit and like try to like box in the way we do things already. So right. it's like put these limits on yourself. Yeah, to put the limit to put your limits on yourself is like adding to the confines and the boundaries, right? That we don't that are already on top of us. So why, you yeah. know why would we do that? No, I get it. And, you know, it's challenging. Sometimes I feel like even with my own self, sometimes I feel like the limitations that I'm placing on myself are not even my own real limitations. It's almost like somebody else's, like from my childhood or from what I think about society, it's like it's gotten implanted into my head. And I think it's my own limitation, but it's not, you know? Yeah, totally. And like, it's definitely something that's I feel like depending on how much that trauma is or how much how much that has happened throughout life, it's something that, you know, sometimes you have to always put in check. I mean, for me, it's definitely something that I have to always be mindful of and watchful of with myself and say, wait a minute, like, am I like doing if I'm am I making this hard? Because you're right. Like there's a lot of past experiences that can really put us in a place to um, really like hold ourselves back and confine ourselves in these ways because of what other people have told us in the past or how other people have treated us in the past. And it can really impact the way we do shit and the way we move. 
And so we have to always continually put that in check um, and continually make sure that we're loosening the chains. So one of the things now that you're talking about here, and I love that this kind of all ties back to the things that you were talking about in the beginning is the mental health piece, you know, and I think growing up black, I I always say like, if other people had to deal with even 5% of what most of us grew up dealing with, they'd be in therapy for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Like forever. Yeah, right, they would. <laughs> I mean, come on, just take like one aspect, you know, but we've, most of us, many of us, and I don't want to put this on every black person, but no matter who you are, black or white or whatever you are, you've grown up with some kind of trauma that has affected you and how we're growing up as adults. And I think as I've gotten older, I've noticed how important important the mental health piece of the puzzle is and really diving into some of those things not to think about the past but only to think about the past to see how it's actually limiting us or affecting us today um so can you talk a little bit about your process with that ish because i know a lot of people you know we're really hesitant like we want to dive into this mental health stuff we know that the self-care piece is important we know that there may be something we need to look at in the past but uh, i don't know you know so how's that journey for you Man, it's an ongoing journey. <laughs> I think it's a journey that will always be traveling in the United States as long as we're here in the United States and as long as we're, as long as we're black. Um, I think that it actually gives us leverage, though, and I think it makes us stronger than most people. Um, I think once we realize that, um, we would definitely be some, we would be unfuckwittable. Yep. <laughs> so um, just to start, like, I mean, when it comes to mental health, you're right. Like black people are beyond resilience. I'm at resilient. I'm actually like, um, really amazed, uh, by how resilient, um, black people are when it comes to the trauma that we face. And also trauma is genetic. Um, so the things that our ancestors have experienced, um, is passed down. It is, um, passed down in very, in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Chemically, it is passed down. It is also passed down through cultural changes and biases and the way we speak to each other and interact with each other and the way we discipline our children. It's all, all of that trauma has been passed down in a lot of different, through a lot of different avenues. Um, with that being said, um, it's important for us to be candid and talk more about it openly with each other about trauma and mental illness And we really need to start exploring the roots of it. And um, I think that we need to really focus on daily life and how we interact with people in our daily life and identify some things. The way I deal with my mental illness and, you know, um, avoiding having a mental breakdown, um, especially as an entrepreneur and all the things that we battle as black people, um, I deal with it by um, self-care. Obviously, we hear that word a lot. It's very trendy. Um, It is an important word. Um, Self-care is really important. I will not get, I will not leave the house until I've centered myself. Yeah. Um, I have some, some things that I do that are guaranteed to make sure that I have a good day, even when I get bad news, even when things happen. I don't care if, you know, like the dog dies or someone in the family passes or the boyfriend calls me and wants to break up, like whatever it is, I'm going to have a good day because I am doing these things. 
And those things are so important to me. Um, I will get up in the morning. I will make myself coffee. I will pace. Um, I will pace my living room for 15 minutes. I'll listen to music. I'll pray. I'll meditate. Um, I'll take a hot shower and I won't look at my phone until those things are done. That is the key. That is the key. I have to tell you, Ish, everybody listening, I cannot tell you. I'm so, Ish, you're the first person who's ever come on here and said these exact words to me. Like three years ago, my meditation teacher told me, he was like, I need you to try, do not look at your phone until you've come home to yourself first in the morning. You know, and he, he basically had told me like, when you look at your phone first, it doesn't matter if it's a text, an email, a DM, whatever. As soon as you wake up those first like 20 minutes, when you wake up in the morning, your brain is super permeable and it sets the tone for the rest of your day. And this is like scientific fact. This is not like woo woo spiritual. It literally sets the energetic tone for the rest of your day. So when you check your email and when like five minutes after you wake up and you see that you accidentally overdrew your account yesterday, that's about to fuck up your whole day before right. you even exactly. before you were able to even get yourself together, you know, right. <laughs> or like, you know, you get a text message from somebody that's like asking you for something or that's kind of irritating. Now you started your day in an irritating way. So like whatever you do, meditation, even just listening to some music, sitting with yourself like ish, I cannot stress like my life has gotten exponentially better from the moment I stopped checking my phone in the morning until after I meditate. That's like my golden rule. Yep. Yep. Key. Key. Ish, we're almost at our time. I feel like we could talk to you for a whole nother 30 minutes right now. But, you know, we got to keep these podcasts short because people are busy, you know. But I want to ask you, you know, is there anything else for the people listening right now who are really trying, they're really trying to push their lives forward. They see a dream and a vision for themselves and their lives and they're working towards it, but it's just so fucking hard. Is yeah. there any message that you have for them? Stop being afraid to ask for what you want. Like, mm. hands down. Stop being afraid to ask for what you want. Um, be kind to yourself first. One thing I've learned this year is it is impossible for you to be kind to other people effectively if you cannot be kind to yourself first mm. and honor yourself first, um, because you will continually squander the way kindness works. And I always, I, you know, I tell my boyfriend this all the time. I'm like, you know, I want my kids one day to be more than resilient. I want them to be kind. Yeah. I mean, more than I want them to be kind, I want them to be resilient. Yeah. I want them to be resilient more than I want them to be kind because to me, kindness is just a symptom of resilience. It takes a resilient person to still be kind in this world. Mm. Especially with so much going on, especially with so much against you, like to even be kind to the an understanding of the things that you think are stopping you will help yeah. you have a better image of how you're stopping yourself. Yes, absolutely. So I learned some big lessons like stop being afraid to ask for what you want and be kind to yourself. Yes. And be resilient. Those, I think those are the, if you can internalize those three things, I think the people listening can literally do anything in the world that they want. Yes, absolutely. This is so good ish. This is so good for, for people who want to get in touch with you. We already told you guys that his Instagram is at ish content. What's, are there any other good ways for people to get in touch with you if they wanted to know more or work with you or anything like that? Yeah, sure. You can always email me at 
hello at ishcontent.com. You can visit my website, ishcontent.com. It's all ish content. All consistent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ish. And for those of you guys listening, thank you for taking just these few minutes out of your day to listen to something that can inspire you, that can motivate you. And if you got one golden nugget that inspired you to make your life better out of this topic, out of this interview today, I, you know, our mission was accomplished. And if you want more motivation, I know we've talked a lot on this interview about mental health, about moving your life forward. We have tons of interviews that come out every single week, a whole catalog of motivation and tips that are directly for black people to make your life better, to help you break through fear, to help you break through roadblocks. If you haven't done so already, go to motivationforblackpeople.com, put in your name and email address. We do not spam you ever. We send one email a week with trusted guidance to make your life better. This has been Justin Michael Williams and Ish, and we will talk to you or I will talk to you on the next podcast. Bye. Bye.